Hey Spirit fans, this is Seth Askelson, and I hope you are enjoying every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. We are looking forward to bringing you a wide range of guests as we ramp up to the fall season and want you to tune in to each episode to get the best insight and stories from all Spirit programs. As our guest list grows on the podcast, so will our ways you can tune in. The OUAZ Athletics Podcast is now available on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and of course, on the website at OUAZSpirit.com slash podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe to let us know who you want to hear next and to never miss the next installment. Those four great platforms are where you can find our brand new episodes every week the moment they are available. Once again, you can now find every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and at OUAZSpirit.com slash podcasts. Welcome in OUAZ Spirit fans. My name is Seth Askelson and thank you for joining me yet again for another edition of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. My guest today, Marcus Williams of Men's Basketball. Marcus, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Can't complain on this little breezy night we got going here. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful night outside. The weather has finally changed and, and just in time. I mean, you used to walk out of practice at, in mid-October and it was still 100 degrees outside. I'm sure that was too pleasant. <laughs> Man, I can't stand the heat. Yeah, which is uh, crazy. You're an Arizona guy yourself. I mean, you know, live, growing up here, living here, went to Thunderbird High School. And I, there's still, I mean, I'm somewhat in the same boat where when it's hot, I mean, no matter how many years you live here, it's, it's just unbearable. <laughs> Yeah, it's something that you're definitely not going to get used to every time it comes around. Well, something that uh, OUAZ and the men's basketball program has gotten used to is uh, having you around and, and having you in the program. And um, for you, it was a, a difficult year from a difficult 365 days, at least in terms of kind of what's happened um, with the, the ACL injury. And um, as we discussed, uh, the 354 days uh, – uh, when you tip off on Friday since you had played your last competitive basketball game. And over those last 354 days, uh, what, have, what has everything been like? And, and what have you learned about yourself, uh, maybe your future goals, and, and just about game and the life in general? Uh, to be honest, I kind of learned that it's just really not a ball about basketball. Um, just having that time away, um, even the year before, um, I was always excited with going into the junior year, knowing that would be the year we got our gym, um, really got to finally got somewhere to call home, a uh, new weight room, all that. Um, and then first game I play there, um, I'm basically my season's over um, and I'm having to watch the game that I, I put, I really spent so much time on and relied so much on my peace of mind on um, and things like that. So it kind of just uh, really showed me that it's not all about basketball. I was able to really step back and, um, still be a teammate, um, still be a friend, still be uh, try to be a leader um, on the bench um, and coach as much as I can or help the team in any way I can um, without being on the floor. Um, so that was kind of something that helped me grow. Um, along with, uh, it really taught me to be patient because I couldn't really rush this um, recovery. Um, I had, a, like I mentioned before, this is my second time I've had to go through the rehab process. And the first time I spent about 
probably a quarter of the time that I did on this this past time um, with my recovery. So I, I definitely put way more work into it um, and just really knowing that just I had to be patient, that my time was going to come eventually um, just to, to not rush it. For you, as um, as you said, uh, you learn how to be a teammate and, and sitting on the sidelines and, you know, helping coach and, and things of that. Now, you did have uh, the first ACL injury as well. That wasn't your first one this past year, but were you able to see the game in a different way because, you know, you're seeing an, an entire season in terms of practice, in terms of games and the struggles and things of that nature from sitting? Did you see the game in a, in a different light and did it change the way that you approached your own game? Maybe you added some tools to your game, even just by sitting out and, and watching a whole year. Uh, yeah, the game has definitely, definitely slowed down for me. Um, and even just the way I watch basketball in general now, like um, whether it's college, whether it's the pros, uh, whether it's film, I'm just able to watch the game um, just differently, um, seeing the the little intangible things that can be tightened uh, uh, more, more tighter. Um, to to improve my game um, and to improve the team, maybe it's a maybe it's a set we have, or maybe it's a defensive scheme, or maybe it's just somebody that always does something wrong. I'm able to kind of bring them to the side or let them know, hey, look, I'm noticing this on film, and they're gonna look it at me from they're gonna look at it different coming from me than it would be coming from um, anybody else. Um, so I feel like I have that good relationship with my teammates to be able to do that, um, and then just as far as like I said, the the intangible things, I just kind of seen the, the chemistry that is very important on the court, um, just body language that is important on the court and, and how referees may, may call a game or the, the views referees have of the game. Um, so I've really taken a lot from being able to watch 25 games from the sideline and um, kind of just really am able to, you know, give my all and, and empty the tank. Yeah, so um, got to sit and, and see the game, and uh, you're still technically eligibility-wise, you're a junior, so um, you know two more years of basketball if you want to continue uh, mm-hmm. after this season. Um, do you think that because you've taken a lot of that time, and obviously I'm sure you'd rather have played last year than had the torn ACL, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that, but um, <laughs> of course, of course. do you think that because – technically halfway through your college career, you had to sit out and, and see the game in a different light that it really prepared you to be one of the top players in the country over the next two years as you finish out your college career? Um, I definitely do um, feel strongly about that just because my first two years was, I was kind of getting used to the game uh, again. Um, I had taken a year off out of high school. Um, I didn't really get to play intense level of basketball high school. I didn't play club ball. Um, so I never really played against an intense um, level of, of teams, of, of scouts, of schemes, of things like that. Um, so going into my first two years, it was kind of just what I knew. Um, went with the skills that I had and tried to make those work. Um, but then I really, my junior year, just really I get got to see the work really matters more than the actual, than you actually doing the act, uh, doing doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like what you put in before practice, what you put in during practice like those times outside of the games really prepares you for the games. And um, I kind of just learned that, like I said, along with the, the game slowing down. Um, I was a, I was at the one the, for my first two years, and now I'm at the two. So 
my 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 going into my third year, I already knew I was going to be at the two, and I really just saw myself just spotting up. But now I'm able to move off the ball and move with the move, you know, make cuts and not just be a three point shooter. So I'm not going to be something a team can just say he's a shooter. No, I'm just going to be a scorer that they're going to have to always find on the court. Now you talked about seeing the work get put in and seeing it matter and. Uh, last year, you had a, a couple of guys in Shea Lawson and Brian Carey who were incredible talents, had played at the Division One level, the NCAA Division One level. Um, do you think that having a couple of guys like that, as well as Demetrius Moore, who have played at the highest levels and at the highest intensities, really helped you understand what work you needed to put in or that you wanted to put in uh, heading into this season? Uh, yeah, I just I just knew if I wanted to be better that it had to require more. Um, I know those guys had skills from all over the court. They weren't just uh, one-dimensional in their own uh, spot. They had a different gear to hit to, um, you know what I'm saying, and even seeing them play against the Division One players. So I never really got to see them do it um, at their old schools, but getting to see it do it live um, at, at this current school, um, coming in as an underdog and seeing them go head to head and you know give give a, a division one school run for their money it really kind of prepared me to, to 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 see what I needed to do more um going into the season and going into the off season really yeah I mean especially in that game against Utah Valley last year where mm-hmm. a couple minutes into the second half it was a tie basketball game and you know one mm-hmm. unfortunate run which sometimes that's the way basketball works but um as you said those guys were right there and and, and it helped you understand you know that you don't have to be a one-dimensional player. You can really be in all facets of the game. And as you mentioned, you know, you played one, you know, at the one early in your career at OUAZ. So you have those skills and, and that knowledge. And then over this last year, just watching the game and understanding what's, you know, what's going on to make you even, even better. So you also mentioned uh, just a couple minutes ago about how you took that year off from basketball and uh, before coming on back, what did you learn in that year? what was behind taking the year off? What did you learn in that year? And then when did you finally realize or, or realize that, Hey, maybe I do want to jump in to basketball and, and play at the college level. Um, I kind of really just uh, had nowhere to play um, after, after high school. Like I said, I really didn't go to a big high school at Thunderbird. We weren't really um, scouted very highly. And, and I'm going to place the blame that on me because obviously I didn't produce enough um, in high school um, but just coming out of high school, I just didn't have anywhere to, to continue my career. So I kind of just took the year off and um, told myself that I wanted to work. I, I just wanted to to make money and live on my live for myself and make money for myself and stuff like that. But then that just kind of just kind of sunk in with me, and it, it didn't always sit right because um, I was always going to LA Fitness and going to different open gyms and different places to, to play pickup and that really wasn't enough for me because I'm, I'm, I want to win. So I'm going to take everything serious. And you know what I'm saying? There's some people in, in those gyms that may not take it as serious as me. And they're, they're not going to try and win every possession and play every, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Um, but then I was playing at an open gym and uh, one of my friends had that I ran in that I met at that gym had brought up the, um, the school and that there was a open gym for the school, basically an open trial type deal. Um, so I heard about that and I, I, I made an appearance and coach, coach gave me a scholarship and it was great. And now we're here. So. Well, I'm definitely glad that uh, you're here and, and that, you know, you've been able to produce in your OUAZ career. And 
I mean, no matter what sport at any level to take a year off and, and go out and compete and be able to get a scholarship after a year of not playing um, at a competitive level, especially at the college level, where if you're a year behind, you might as well be 10 years at, you know, at a certain point and be able to get that scholarship. What were your expectations, whether it be of yourself or, you know, your chances of getting a, a chance to play at the college level going into that open gym? Uh, I just kind of felt like um, I always had the ability to play at the next level. Um, I was just always disappointed that I never had the type of exposure that I necessarily wanted. Um, I was always bitter that I didn't play club ball, that I, because that was always um, growing, growing in my era, that that was just one of the outlets for kids. Um, If you played on a certain club team or if you played, any type of club team where you were going out of state and you guys were traveling, getting that exposure was very crucial to your your high school season because then now you're bringing those um, scouts and other teams over from your club and now they're coming to see you play at your high school. And I just never had that exposure. And I just always kind of felt like I was ready for that moment to kind of prove that I indeed was, was able to play at the level. When did you first start playing basketball whether it be as a child or, or even in high school I mean obviously I think everybody at one point in their life had uh, played basketball whether it be you know at school during recess or just with their friends but when did you start really getting into the game and and how did you you know develop yourself in, into becoming a, a college basketball player? I honestly uh, I can say that I've been in love with the game ever since I could walk ever since I could really think uh, my my parents have a picture of me in my crib with a basketball as like one of my stuffed animals or something like that. And my mom's always telling me how they can never get it out of my hands. Um, and I've really never loved the sport or even cared to play a sport other than basketball. Um, there's sports that I may have liked, but as far as actually took a passion for it, um, there's been nothing like it. Um, just the game just brings me such an energy that I, I just love, um, especially when it comes to winning, when it is good. Like I just, like I talked to you before and like, I don't really care about the app necessarily. I just really care about wins and everybody's winning together. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and, and I, I just love to see that. So, and that's, that's probably one of the things that I fell in love with most in the game. Why do you love the game the way you do? I mean, it's, I think you talk about uh, a lot of players, whether it be at OUAZ or others who say they love the game and, and, you know, that may be true and they had that passion, but you're definitely the first player I've seen with a level of passion, um, or at least I know personally that has a level of passion for the game of basketball. Why do you love the game so much? And, you know, what does the game meant to you in your life? I, I really think it, it happened on my first surgery um, when the game was taken away from me. And that was something I really did all the time. Um, that's what I did. Went to go get shots up or just just worked out by myself just to get away from things. Um, and then when I wasn't able to do that, like kind of like this pastime, it really gave me a chance to reset and realize it's not all about basketball, but when the time comes, you need to put the work into basketball if you say you really love it, you know, you know? and then I just really appreciate the game because it, it was created for us to, 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 for it to be enjoyed, for it to be fun, for it to be a team game. Um, I just I just love it I don't I don't really like I just when I'm on the court it's just a different it's just a different type of feeling I just I only see the game you know I'm only seeing I just want I just want to win I, I don't know I can't explain it well it's definitely a 
a good thing to see that, you know, you want to win, as you had mentioned, you and I have talked multiple times that, you know, the stats, the numbers, the awards, they don't matter to you as long as, as you're winning and, and the team is winning. And that's uh, definitely what uh, Matt, Ke- or, yeah, Matt Keeley and, and Adam Hepker would call uh, our kind of guy or OKG. Um, definitely uh, one of those players in the program that they're going to, you know, help you or have you, you know, show the others like, hey, it's, it doesn't matter about, you know, what stats you put up. It matters that you win. And um, you know, obviously they brought you in because they loved probably not only your athletic ability, but your drive as well. And um, when you first talked with uh, Keeley and, and Adam Hepker, what were your thoughts of the program of the school, right? I mean, the school didn't have, you know, anything. It had one building that was, you know, in the shadows of City Hall at, at Surprise. And um, just what were your first thoughts about the school, the program, and, and what, you know, you could do to, to help the program and, and what the school and the program could do to help you? To be honest, I really didn't know what to think coming in um, just because I, I didn't really have a lot to go off of. And um, another thing was I really couldn't be any type of picky um, of what I was going to, what type of situation I was going to be walking into. Um, so, but just getting to know them and um, it was kind of just me putting my um, four years in their hands. Like I'm just, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it by the book, as you say it. Um, I'm going to bring my abilities and my thoughts, my skills um, to the table as well, but I'm also uh, never going to diminish or go against which the rules that you're, you're applying to the game. Um, so I kind of just always brought that sense of respect um, to, to both coaches um, just because I like the way um, they do things. Um, Coach Hell, Coach K, they're, they're always on the scout. They're, just, they're, they're always a step ahead um, of the game. Um, and I've been able to take that from them, um, just being those two steps to three steps ahead of the game and ahead of the opponent um, to instill that win, that it's not all just about a certain talent. Uh, you may have certain good players on your team, but if those players, if you have a, a bunch of good players that don't really mesh well and if you have a bunch of average players that play at a high level of chemistry and fundamentals and scheme, then that always comes, that'll, that'll level off and result in your team winning. When, uh, you know, whether it be Keely or, or Hep, when they told you that they wanted to offer the scholarship, I'm sure they brought you to campus or at least showed you what campus was like. Um, did you get the famous uh, parking garage tour, uh, what is known as Eichner Point? Did they take you up there and kind of give you the overview on on what was to come? Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't even remember if I if I did have that. I think it was just. I had talked to Coach K um, just over text, and we had met at that front door. And um, I had met there one time and ended up signing my LOI over an email. Um, so it was only that one time I had um, walked up to the school besides being an open gym and then me signing my LOI before, you know, orientation. So I uh, really just knew we had that one building and he had mentioned uh, we we having our gym um soon um just as far as not not soon but just they would be creating it and, and it would be getting built like that um I knew where it would be at but just as far as seeing the vision you, you really had to use your imagination and you know kind of just trust the process when the coaching staff first told you that what at the time was a overflow parking lot for string spring training was going to be maybe the nicest facility in the NAIA uh, did you give them a funny look? Did you think they were insane? What uh, What were your thoughts on that? 
Honestly, I couldn't see it. Um, I knew it would be somewhat of a nice facility, but um, as far as what it is now, it, it kind of was definitely bigger than I anticipated. Um, I was just so accustomed to being in a high school gym. I just really um, only only saw that that dirt field, and then as as stuff started going up, the vision started to become a little more clear. Um, we would always always joke about it um, as the time went on, um, just with how how they wouldn't let us in. And then it was just little protocols that keeping us out. Um, so stuff like that. And we just stayed in, stayed in the high school gym, maybe a few days longer than we wanted to, but uh, man, boy, we're grateful we're here. When did you realize that what they were telling you and, and what they said was going to happen in terms of these buildings and these facilities? I mean, obviously when you see it, you know, being built, you can't deny that it's going to be there, but when was that feeling like, okay, yeah, I we are going to get our own home and, and I'm going to get a chance to play in it before my college career ends. Honestly, when they started, uh, it was like when they really started rolling this stuff in, I started, started I started them. I saw them starting bringing the, the weight room stuff in that had the spirit stuff on it. And when I saw that, I was like, OK, this is this is this is official. And then I started seeing official pictures of the weight room and the gym. And then we got to really see it and be in there. And it was honestly a, a surreal feeling. Um, just our home floor, like that's always going to be our home floor. Um, no matter where, no matter when we play, this is our home floor. And this will always be my home floor um, when I'm all said and done here. Yeah, I think that's with a lot of the athletes that I've talked with, that's kind of what they said, right, is when the weight room stuff was getting rolled in, it, it wasn't just a high school, you know, dumbbell mm -hmm. or, you know, everything's got the logo on it. And, you know, if somebody were to walk away with it, you, you definitely would be able to know <laughs> it, it came from OU. Um, and for you, as you said, it's, you know, you guys have your own court soccer, football, had their own field already um, put up and it was already rolled out and, and that opening was huge in 2018 um but when you first walked into the arena court and um you know the video boards there and obviously it's not on but um the stands are in you know OUAZ's painted on the floor what were your thoughts when you walked in and, and saw faith arena with everything that came with it the first time oh man i just really just looked around and kind of pictured a game for a second like this is this is this is going to be great like this is this is our home floor just our crowd everybody's here that is going to be for us um you know just our bench like and then I saw the chairs being came in one time and the and the um our big faith arena board and um it was just kind of like that really that college feel that college experience and it was just like a blessing because I there was a point in time where I didn't even know if I was going to be able to see that college experience um, on the floor. I've, I've seen it so many times on the TV. Um, it was just such a blessing for me to be able to really take that in. And um, I'm just really grateful for those two years that I played college basketball and didn't have my own, you know, didn't have our own floor because it just makes me appreciate the time that we able to get on it so much more. Now, um, eventually it, it opened volleyball plays on October 31st. Um, but, uh, just, uh, a week later, um, about nine days later, it's, it's basketball time, November 7th. Um, you guys are, you know, already had a, a tough loss earlier in the season. Um, but you get a chance to, to play Embry Riddle, a team that I remember talking to 
Adam Hepker, he said that, you know, it was a team we just couldn't beat and, you know, you guys eventually get over the hump and, and we'll talk about the game and, and the results of it for you personally later or in just a minute, but uh, game day. I mean, what was your excitement when you woke up? I mean, um, what was that like just in the hours before the game? Man, it was like, I just, I just get so anxious before, before any game, but just this feeling was different because I knew um, my family would be there. Um, and it would be like one of the first times I had all my family there as far as my brother and both my sisters, um, my nieces and nephews, um, not my nephews, I'm sorry, but my nieces and then my mom and dad. It was just the first time that would be, um, that would happen of me playing college basketball and then being on our home floor. Um, and I was just, I was ready to get in there. I didn't, I was, I wanted to know the earliest time we could get in. Um, and I, I was just ready to, to see the people around to see, just to feel the energy of the arena with just outside of practice, with really putting that OUAZ on my chest, um, hearing it call my name and, and going through the, the, the warm-ups and stuff like that. Um, so I, just, I, just, I was just really um, anxious um, waking up that day. What was it like when you finally got in, you know, obviously the calm before the storm, you guys are in there early, you know, shoot around maybe. Um, you know, just getting to get ready. Um, and then you finally go out there for warm-ups. Uh, what was that feeling like when you finally hit the court and, you know, video boards on, lights are on to full blast, everybody's in the building. What was that like? It was kind of like, uh, we're here. Like, like now is, like, I know I was nervous before, but, like, there's it's, it's no time to, to sit and waste now. Now it's, it's time to be, to be back locked in. Um, regardless of who's around now, I was just so focused on the game after, after all the antics went away, after even the nerves of shoot around went away of, of just being in the, in the gym and, um, getting those few reps in, um, I just really try to always stay just locked in and, and try to be as focused as possible. I'm on the game and on the scout and making sure that, that I'm, I'm looking around and making sure my guys are locked in and with me too. So. Um, that's that's pretty much what I was focused on, um, going through the warm-ups and, and getting my name called and sh- called and shaking the coach's hand. Um, I was just I was just ready to get to work. What was that feeling like when you know you go from practicing in a high in high school gyms where you're not the first priority, you guys are waiting for a volleyball game to end the practice at eight, nine, ten o'clock at night to you know this is our home building that the nicest in the NAIA and, and we can really build a home court advantage. What was, what was kind of that huge drastic flip like? It was, it's, it's different. Um, just because that's something you really have to protect. Like um, it was, we were walking into high school gym. Um, the other team was never familiar playing in it. Um, and we didn't really like playing in it as much and we had to call it home. But then when we got our own, it was just, it was just something we had no excuses for. Um, we're always in it. Um, we can be in it as much as we want to be. Um, we can get shot up, and we're this is what we're familiar with, um, you know. And that that flip was is really big when it comes to when the opponent comes in because now they look around and they see the orange and they see OUAZ and they see everything, and now they really feel like they're away and they're at the opposing and they're at the opposing team's um, home arena. Um, so that's just a a, a big boost for us um and we're always able to come in much more comfortable at home because that's what we're, we're most comfortable at um so I just think that helps with our team chemistry um helps with 
wanting to continue to to go in and work um, with being able to get work in hours before hours stuff like that stuff we weren't able to do at Willow Canyon and kind of take advantage of that college experience. Do you think it also helps and creates some sort of advantage at least for your team that you're not traveling to a home game, right? I mean, you don't live on campus, but uh, some of your teammates do at least live extremely close to campus. And, you know, Willow Canyon isn't just down the street. It's it's about yeah. 10 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes away from the campus. Do you think that's a, a big help that you're not traveling for a home game? You just kind of, you know, if you're in class, you just walk over to the locker room and, and get ready that's to go? That's definitely a big help um, just because we're all able to – be in one space like we're not all wondering where each other is different cars parking like that we have most of our guys walk over um and then some of the guys that do live off campus are driving over and we're all you know meeting in the locker room and like we all know where each other is and it's just all our stuff you know what i'm saying it's not like we're coming in bringing the balls with us and stuff like that everything is just there right in home for us they're just ready for us to get to work so that game on um against Embry Riddle the home opener was the game that you tore your ACL um for a second time and um you know you and I have talked about this uh and in the video interview we did it a couple days ago um but after it happened and whether it was days or weeks or months um when did your focus go from okay you know I need to get the surgery I need to you know get healed to, okay, you know, I'm getting ready for next season. And, and when did that focus shift from, okay, just make sure I'm healthy to, okay, I, you know, I'm going to start preparing for next year. Um, that, that preparation came probably about, I want to say like January. I had it in January 22nd. I didn't get cleared until like July to start doing jumping and shooting stuff. Um, so I'd probably say a couple months before that, around May, I kind of started shifting my focus back to um, just the game again, knowing that I would have to improve my game because there's something that somebody's going to have or there's going to be a defensive scheme that's going to be for what I want to do. Um, so I knew I'd either shoot the ball better, shoot it quicker, or just, just do something to improve my game. Um, and then... I just try to not be worried about if I was going to be healthy and just knew I was going to be healthy and just focus on, you know, the skill part of it Um, and just kind of getting that muscle memory back, getting back into the the flow and the rhythm of the game um, around June and July. Um, And then I kind of just went as hard as I could um, from July all the way up until, you know, we were able to get in our gym again um, September and use that time. Um, Of course, COVID um, hit and then that kind of, hindered it for me a little bit um but once but once we got in the gym it was kind of like just being right at home again it was like riding a bike um so it kind of just felt a lot better um after that now obviously the second time around uh for some athletes you know it, it could be a, a career ender or you know really slow them down but as you said you know you jumped right back into it and and have been going full speed for a, a couple months now um what was different for you this second time around, whether it be, uh, you know, different ways you rehabbed or maybe a, a different support circle or a stronger support circle you, you had? What was different this second time around that allowed you to, you know, really a, a year later be the same player that you were and, and 
you know, it's almost like you you never left. Um, it's really just my faith. Like I just knew that like nothing happens for like everything happens for a reason. Um, so it was really just getting past the hurt of it. Um, and just really taking back and what can I take back from this? And taking back from it was that you need to get better, that you need to get stronger. Um, after my first time, like I said, that I didn't I didn't take the the physical therapy serious, so I didn't necessarily put that strength back into my lower body. Um which may have came back to bite me. Um, and now I'm more focused on that. Now I, I'm in there and I'm, I'm going to do extra reps and making sure I'm, I'm healthy and that my legs are strong enough uh, to, to, to hold me up. Um, so I kind of just, just took that and, and ran with it. Um, like I said, my faith just, just kept me, kept me intact um, throughout that whole process. Your time is coming. Like my time was coming. My time was coming. Um, it was just about staying the course and just staying loyal to to the game and and not really getting caught up um, in the emotion of it, but but getting caught up in the work. Now, uh, 354 days since you last put on the uniform and and you know put the ball on the court and and through the hoop. Um, you know, I know you said you're excited and and you're anticipating it, and you know it, it's finally yeah. here. Um, when, when things tip off at, at ACU on Friday, um, what's it going to be like for you? You know, the, the journey you took over this last year with the injury, then COVID and, and all the uncertainty of, you know, were you ever going to be able to even step on the court again with things that weren't even under your own control? Uh, what's it going to be like when that ball is finally in the air and, and the clock starts moving? Um, I just feel like I'm going to forget about anything else. Um, that's not having to do with the game, um, and just it's just gonna be uh, like a, like just like the feeling was walking in the court on our home court for the first time. Just that surreal feeling, like I made it back, like I made it through. Um, I made it through every practice. I made it through the rehab. I made it through you know surgery. I made it through again. Um, and now I'm just gonna be ready to get to work. Um, I've just been so locked in. I'm on on this game day and this tip off, and even just waiting to hear when our tip off would be. Um, I was just anxious about that. I didn't know if we were going to have a season. I was seeing other seasons get pushed back to after January. Um, we had our conference scheduled up, then it got taken down and pushed back to January um, because of, of teams that aren't able to play still. Um, so it's just going to be a, a surreal feeling um, again, and I'll take advantage of it. Now, when the preseason poll came out, um, you guys are – Picked to finish seventh in the conference, which, you know, uh, from the outside seems, I guess, like a fair, you know, with everything that happened last year and still a new program. But I know the feeling inside the building is, you know, this team, this group is definitely better than seventh in the Golden State Athletic Conference. What are the goals for you and, and your team as you roll into this season? Um, our goals are definitely um, to be playing for the conference championship. Um, and we don't see anything else. Um, our goal is definitely to make the tournament, um, but we want to win the championship. We just don't want to um, make the tournament by getting the type of, by maybe making it in or squeezing or something like that. We want to make it definite um, that OUAZ is in the tournament. That they're the 2020, um, 2021 GSAC champions. Um, that's, that's our focus. Um, that was one of our focuses last year, um, but we were hindered by injury um, and losing a few players. Um, so our mission is no different. Um, we just have a few few different guys, but we both, we all have the same mindset. Um, coming in looking to win and, and to really put our stamp um, on our conference. Um, we 
competed with the top teams in the conference. So we've seen that, seen we can do that in other teams in our conference also seeing that we can do that. So um, while we're being ranked at, at seventh or eighth or whatever we're at right now, um, teams know they shouldn't look at us like that because we've came in and, and shocked um, the number seven team in the country and, and, and other teams um, in our conference as well. Now, whether it be just the nature of college basketball or, you know, that OUAZ is such a new program or both, there's been a lot of turnover um, just in terms of, you know, transfers and, and guys transferring in and then graduating a, after a year. So a lot of uh, new players and, and new faces every year. And this year it's no different, but um, how do you and, and the guys on this team start to get together and start to gel together really quickly, right? This isn't in terms of the players or at least, you know, the guys who were here last year, not the same team, um, you know, same mentality, same mindset, uh, a lot of different great skill sets as well. How do you guys gel together quickly and make sure that, okay, you know, that conference season is going to come quick. It's going to come right up on you and that you guys are ready to make that run into the conference tournament and, and eventually raise the trophy at the end. Um, I honestly think um, while COVID did have some, some setbacks, this was kind of one of the things that our, we were able to um, mesh together because we had to work around something. Um, we all had to play our part um, in making sure that we were cleared and good to go for practice that day. Or even when we were just starting in our groups of 10, when we were getting to know just a few guys on the team, um, we were all kind of getting to mesh and um, gel well early on um, to be prepared for, for this time to come. And then along with us all being close, um, living either living on campus or living close to campus, um, it's just now on the court that, that we're seeing each other. It's off the court as well. Um, so it's a different type of chemistry we're able to build because once again, we're still going through a, a pandemic where we're having to work around different things and, and go through certain protocols. Um, so that's kind of something that we can all come in and relate to, um, whether if we, when we came in at first, having only um, nothing in common, so. Well, I know we're all looking forward to uh, seeing what this team does um, and and the possibility that, you know, with the talent and with the coaching staff, I, I, again, I definitely think you're better than seventh best in the conference. I, mm -hmm. um, but um, you guys will get that chance to, to prove yourselves, and it all starts at ACU on Friday. So, Marcus, really appreciate your time and, and really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been a uh, a week of uh, media appearances in house for you. So um, definitely wrapping it up here as, as you finally hit the court, any final thoughts, any final words you want to leave, uh, whether it be with your family, um, OUAZ fans, your coaches, your teammates, uh, before we head out. Uh, I just want to shout out uh, my family, uh, my dad, my mom, my, my sisters and my brother, uh, just um, for supporting me um, just through my injury and, and just through the whole process. I mean, just throughout my life in general, uh, just giving me, um, you know, that passion to, to, to pursue my passion. Um, and then just always want to be thankful for the coaches for still believing in me. Um, they didn't know what I was going to be coming back from my injury, um, but they, they never gave my spot away. Um, they always were looking forward um, to having me back in and knew I would be back in better. Um, so I do appreciate them for that. Um, and then just um, to the fans, um, I just hope that we, we put on a show for you guys. Um, I know that we're going to come in. I'm going to give our best effort um, fundamentally through the scheme and just through our overall um, just ability. And, you know, we're ready to get to it and, and show, show, show the country and, and, and the um, state that we're not 
you know, seventh in the country, seventh in the in the conference. So that's it. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe you'll end up as seventh in the country hey, by the man. end of the year. We're gonna take it one day at a time, though. One day, one game at a time. That's right. One game at a time. You get two of them this weekend in less than twenty-four yeah. hours. You'll be hitting the court uh, for the first time in nearly a year. So, Marcus, thank you so much again for joining us. And uh, we're looking forward to not only talking to you again soon, but uh, seeing you compete. I appreciate you, Seth, and everything you do, man. Have a good one.